Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. Hey again, it's Ryan. And this is Lucas. Welcome back. Another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders. Uh, glad to have you back for another episode. For those of you binging uh, and doing the old uh, classic road trip, otherwise just uh, having us on for a full weekend or whatever it is you're doing, um, you've seen a full circle here from the beginning of how to set up an Airbnb and, and uh, how to run it. And now today's episode is going to focus on one of the worst Airbnb horror stories we've ever heard. (laughs) We've shared with you stories from the internet and other places that we've heard from people we know, or people in our mastermind groups of bad guests that that's fine. Those are, those stories are plentiful. We have no shortage of the bad things that could potentially happen. We don't like to focus on those things because, you know, uh, that does not represent a majority of what really happens. I mean, Lucas and I were talking about this episode before we started and we were joking around how, you know, yeah, of course the press isn't going to cover uh, a, a series about really good Airbnb stays. They're always going to tell you the bad stories, right? So yep. um, today's story is about putting your Airbnb in the right spot. Um, what's the what's the most important thing with real estate, Lucas? Location. That's right. Location, location, location. And that's the old joke is the top three things in real estate are location, location, followed by location. (laughs) One, two, and three most important things. If you buy a property for the express purpose of making an Airbnb short-term rental out of it, you have more homework to do than anyone else who's going to do this. If you already own property, um, you're already halfway there, you own it. And it might be an option for you to Airbnb it. But if you are shopping property strictly for the purpose of making an Airbnb, and maybe you're going to use it yourself two weeks out of the year, and you're going to be a remote landlord, whatever, you have better find out if having a short-term rental in that municipality is legal. If there are state laws, start there. If there are county laws, go there next. If there are city specific laws go there last you have to drill down and find out who what authority is looking over your shoulder who wants a permit who wants a fee paid and most importantly if it's not really allowed in one of those municipalities and one of those branches of the government who wants a fine paid and for how much (laughs) what's it going to cost you to break the rules now Full disclosure, Lucas and I do not believe under any circumstances that you should attempt to skirt the rules in any scenario. Lucas has a personal story where it wasn't a state issue. It wasn't a county issue. It wasn't a city issue. How about the association board, Lucas? That's a reality too, isn't it? Yep. Anytime you're going into an HOA, anytime you're going into a condo, uh, you're going to have anti-rental neighbors. You're going to have anti-rental 
people living in your condo, whether you're a neighbor in a single family residential area, you're in a condo. And, and that means there's likely board members that don't agree with you renting it out and yep. they're actively working to undermine your ability to rent. So it's, it's really smart idea to just keep your head on a swivel in this industry. Cause there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that don't like you. Right. So now those are the, the drill down check with those things first. You can go in either order. You can start at the association, move up to the city level, go to the county level, make sure it's all legal. I don't care which order you do it in. You need to make sure that at every level where there is an authority governing the property or the space, you have checked with them. Okay. I'm not going to get into the details of it, but the purpose of today's episode is to share with you a horror story of what could happen. Asheville, North Carolina has a strong dislike for Airbnbs. Um, And before we get into the details of the story, I just want to point out why certain cities have a dislike for Airbnbs. Certain cities dislike Airbnbs because they think it is taking viable rental property off the market. That is what happened in Minneapolis. They despise Airbnbs. They limited all rental property owners to one Airbnb only. If you own 20 properties, 19 of them better be standard rental. Only one of them can be a regular, uh, can be an Airbnb. And that one rental property is going to be treated like a hotel. It will have a special permit. It will have all of the things hotels would have to have, fire escapes, the whole thing, which rental property should have anyway, but you get my point. Um, now, a city like Asheville, heavy tourist area, right? So where does most of the revenue for, say, property taxes come from? It's not coming from homeowners because they don't make up the number of people visiting that city throughout the year, mostly in the summer, of course. I don't know if you guys know this, but Asheville, North Carolina is where uh, the Biltmore Mansion is, and they also are home to a a, a semi-infamous minor league baseball team. And additionally, it is uh, an area of the Appalachian Mountains where the uh, Blue Ridge uh, Highway, I believe it's called, goes through there. And then uh, also there is tons, tons of nature, hiking trails, and more waterfalls in an area than anywhere else in the country. So Asheville is a major spot to go visit. And I've been there more times than I can count. I've driven through it and I've been there specifically more times than I can count. I I don't even know how many. Um, Beautiful location. They don't like Airbnbs. Here's why. Hotels and resorts bring in a ton of revenue and a ton of property taxes. Okay. They're not trying to have their cash cows impeded by a bunch of small business owners who want to then have Airbnbs. And the, the, the areas that are neighborhoods in cities like that, the people that have homes that live there permanently don't want a bunch of transient traffic coming through. These are the reasons that cities like Asheville will dislike an Airbnb. And this is, this is a story that's on repeat. That's not the point. The point is what happens if you break their rules, okay? Um, there's a gentleman here who owns a rental property in the Five Points um, neighborhood of Asheville. And apparently he skirted the rules. (laughs) To say the least. He uh, went ahead and took one of his rental properties and put it on Airbnb and said, you know, I'm going to have to do this. The, the The spot my rental is no one actually wants to live there. Apparently there's a grocery store next door. There's a loading dock. There could be truck noise as early as 3 a.m. And long-term tenants just weren't viable for him. 
So he went ahead and Airbnb'd it anyway. Um, apparently the city <laughs> literally like singled him out, pounced on him. Um, he was given some fines and he started to, um, you know, ask for an appeal on the fines. And in the meantime, he still rented it out and so forth. His fines were uh, over $1 million. Yeah, I think he said I, they were uh, like $1,500 a day. Wow. Well, he had wow. 500 for each of the three units he's rented between his two properties, $1,500 in daily fines, and he'd accumulated $1,081,500 in penalty, $500 in fines. So $1.8 million or $1.08 million in penalties by the day of the, the city council vote. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, that's a lot. So he feels like he's being singled out. He's being treated unfairly. Um, he actually asked for a variance to the zoning. Um, and I, I believe that was denied. Um, and I, I think the end of it, they maybe have said, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cut them in half, but we still want you to pay. Yeah. It so, says, uh, um, yeah, it's a September, it's set for a September 5th of this year's mediation session, it says, but the city offered to cut the fine in half and, and, um, the gentleman declined saying it was still too much. Wow. Uh, Wow. So, but I mean, this, this story goes deeper and deeper and deeper down this, this weird hole and, and there's kind of both sides to the fence and the city of Asheville doesn't want to allow this guy to set a precedent since they're already so strict on short-term rentals in the area. Um, and they don't want to let him be spot, you know, spot zoned or given a variance because then other people will flood them with the request to have a variance as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, man, this grocery store says it's been there since the 1970s as a medical assistant business and a, and a former grocery store. And and it gets a little weirder because the guy who currently owns a grocery store is on is a state legislature. Oh, so they think he's being given preferential treatment as a state representative. Um, oh. And so it's it's really weird. He is definitely being, you know, to my in my opinion, he's being targeted. You know, you got truck noise at three o'clock in the morning. What are those people? And it, and it wasn't just him that showed up to this council meeting. It was him and like 10 plus other people who live on this this street saying that it's impossible to live there or long-term rent our homes. So uh, be, it, it sounds to me like an undesirable piece of property for anybody. And, and yeah. it, what do I mean by that? Well, okay, so you don't, you don't have a long-term tenant that wants to live there. I wouldn't want to be there for one day if someone's going to have a truck backing up at 3 a.m. Correct. I don't know how the Airbnb, <laughs> I don't know how the Airbnb <laughs> situation is working if it doesn't work. I don't know why that was the answer, but uh, I it, it says in these articles that the the – during that board meeting, they, they, they basically denied him access to the variance. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, they, they did note that there is an issue. There's an issue with that commercial zone, you know, butting up to the back of a residentially zoned neighborhood and how it's affecting mm -hmm. it. And so they said they would uh, work on a, work on a solution, but, but they did say short-term rentals in that area are not the solution. And so I guess what you know, what this story leads to is he's probably going to have a fine and it's probably going to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and I know that that's already a down in this article. It says that the Supreme court has already deemed that six figure fines are not constitutionally, um, excessive. So cities hmm. can levy six figure fines and, and there's already precedent set saying that's, that's fine to do that. Wow. Um, so he's likely going to have a fine, but I guess this goes for saying if, if you're an Airbnb and you're going to start an Airbnb, just make sure your county and your city are, are in a, you know, in cahoots with you and, and they agree right. to short-term rentals. 
Um, you know, and then make sure your HOA wants, you know, is okay with short-term rentals. It's, it's always better for you to go to these people. And, and I was telling Ryan before we started this episode, do not let your realtor, you know, I do real estate in the area. Don't let your realtor tell you that you can or can't do something because I meet a lot of people. And unfortunately, a lot of, you know, realtors in my space that I don't know outside of real estate that, you know, I'm, I'll be working with their buyer on the management side of things. And the realtor will have told them something that's not true or that it's kind of <laughs> skewed. And I'm like, well, that's not what you can do. And, I, and I'm sorry, your realtor didn't know. Maybe they didn't know better. Maybe they, you know, maybe they, in my mind, it's like, well, maybe they lied to you to just get the sale through mm-hmm. um, and, and cash a commission check. So especially if they're not going to be the ones managing your property, you know, then they have really no care in the world outside of closing that deal. So make right. sure you're doing your own due diligence because at the end of the day, it really falls back on you. And, you know, there's some condos throughout Daytona beach that I know personally that there's people in the building and they're very close. in some of these buildings to actively overturning the original bylaws to turn mm-hmm. it from like, say a seven day or a 14 day rental to like 30 days. And so a realtor might not know that, or they might not tell you that, and you buy in thinking you got a seven day rental and here at the next board meeting, they're able to vote to change that on you. And now you're stuck with a 30 day rental. Yeah. So So it would not harm you if you're about to buy a property to ask the real estate agent or go straight to the property management of the condo or the association and say, who are the board members? I'd like to speak to them. Uh, By the way, I, uh, I am the president of the association I live in. I've taken that phone call and it's not been about Airbnb, but I've taken the phone call of, hey, what's the neighborhood like? What should we expect? What could happen? You know, what expenses are, is the association about to bear? Is there anything that could be surprising that I won't find out from my real estate agent? I'm very forthcoming with those individuals because I feel what they're looking for. I know what they're looking for. And I tell them how long I've lived here. I tell them how long everyone's lived here. My association, thank goodness, is one block. It's very uh, intimate, for lack of a better term. We're real close to each other. Everybody gets along, thank God. But at the end of the day, I know all these people and I give the person who's trying to move in as much information as I can because I want a good neighbor too, right? So understand that your association presidents and your association board members, whether they're just the treasurer or the secretary or whatever their position, they're going to want the same thing. They want a good new neighbor. They don't want a bad new neighbor. So be honest with them if you're going to you know, use short-term rental as an, a revenue stream and tell them how months, out, how many months out of the year you're going to do it, what you're looking for, and find out what the mood is toward short-term rentals and start there. The other thing you can do is there's nothing wrong with calling City Hall and asking whoever you can get a hold of in zoning or otherwise, or the rental property uh, division, uh, rental licensing division, what their feelings are about it. And if they give you even one slight indication that, well, this could change, you need to find out when and what you can do about it. Your next call might be the actual council members themselves. None of the things I'm recommending here are extreme and they do not fall under the category of, well, that's a real hype thing to do or what a spaz. No, this is your livelihood you're talking about. If you're gonna carry a second mortgage for a property that's somewhere else in a vacation area of the world and it's not where you live and you're not gonna live there, this is strictly an investment. This is good business, folks, okay? Do not feel at any juncture that you're going over the top or being overreaching or being invasive. You're protecting your investment, guys. This is a business at the end of the day. So do all of that homework. 
And when you think you've done it all, go a little further and check even further. Okay. Uh, just I, I, I just cross your really T's and dot your eyes. You guys are spending a lot of money to go out there and start a business and start doing this. You know, just make sure to cross your T's and dot your eyes because you don't want to be on right. the wrong side of it. Turn around having to sell the property or, or, or worse, taking a fine from the city or fine from the HOA or whatever it may be. So just go out there and do your due diligence and, and make sure you're buying a property that uh, is going to suit you for the long, long haul. That's right. Last but not least, I'll say one more thing, then we'll wrap it up here. Whatever you do, if you end up like this individual in Asheville, North Carolina, who's got himself in some really hot water, he's now got legal fees in addition to the million dollar fines. Um, don't be belligerent like this man has been. Once you're told to stop, stop. I, I can't stress that enough. Knock it off. Figure out what's wrong. Reverse course. Change your path. Get a long-term renter. Do something else. Okay. And if they've got a if they got a stipulation about number of days you should rent that doesn't fall into the category of short-term rental, do that. Okay. If they want you to have 30-day rentals, make it 30-day rentals. If they want you to rent it room by room instead of whole house, rent it room by room. Do it differently. You understand? Yep. Don't go against the thing you're being told not to do because you will be the one with the million dollars in fines. Okay. Yep. And that's I'm I'm just gonna be very heartless right now. And I can tell you this guy could have avoided all of this. Period. He did not need to go down this path. He wanted to make a point. And now, guess what? Legally, he's probably going to have his property repossessed because he won't pay those fines and they'll go ahead and they'll just file a lien against his house. And that'll be it. Okay. So if you want to lose your business, try to beat the system. <laughs> you won't. They're going to find out. <laughs> yep, all right. Very good. I think we hit all the points that needed to be hit. Uh, so do all the things we like you to do. Like and subscribe. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you want to hear about. Uh, give us some feedback if you like. In the meantime, be the best host you can be and uh, go get that money. Go get that money. Thanks for listening to the Vacation Rental Insiders podcast. Please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us. And hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be the best host you can be.